Welcome to MS Podcast. In today's podcast, we have, uh, well, we're going to go in a different direction, actually, to my usual one, which is just fine because we like to put a twist on everything I do. So I have somebody who actually is a licensed medical patient, legal cultivators, and a caregiver. And she believes in natural healing and medicine and attacking marijuana cannabis. Hi, Laurie. How are you doing today? How are you doing, Emma? And thanks for having me. All right. So first question. How did you become a medical uh, license patient and you decided to become a legal cultivator and a caregiver? Well, Mer Missouri became legal three years ago, four years ago. So when it became legal, I went through the process, applied for my medical card, which I applied for. I am disabled, so that naturally kind of puts you in a different category. And then when I applied for my medical license, me being a prior grower and knowing the advantages of it, I also applied for my cultivation license, which was very simple to do. And then that's where the journey began. Okay, you said you're a prior grower. Do we have to go there for a minute? I would like to go there. What do you mean by your prior grower? Well, you know, you, you had to, in the day, you would, you would, a lot of people maybe considered it gorilla growing. You know, okay. you hit a plant off in your closet, nobody ever knew about it. And boy, the skunks was bad that year or something, you know, the, the essence that would roll through. But, you know, and when, when, when I was, I was born in 1963. So I went through the whole hippie revolution, the whole, the whole Jaha of the seventies. And, okay. you know, I lived that. So I knew, I knew what it did. And I was, I always have had ADD. So therefore I found long ago with my, me that that was one of the things that calmed me down enough to be functionable to where I did find success in different ways. You know, it may not have been in maybe so much, uh, uh, degrees and in applying myself in places like that, but it was it was success in ways that a little old country girl from from middle of Missouri hit the town, did pretty good, I think, with two kids, a single mother. I was, I think, I was doing all right. I was happy. Okay, well, that's what matters the most. If you're happy, everything is good, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, why are you applying for a license of a caregiver? Why that? Because you could have been just a cultivator, just say, well, I'm going to just get a license to cultivate well, and that would be fine. You know, one of the advantages of being a user is to figure out which, which strains, which directions they go and which way. So that helps you direct people in a way. You know, when you... You don't actually experience it. It's very hard to say, oh, yes, this is what you need because you, you know this is what's going to help what you're going through because I've never experienced it. So, therefore, all they're doing is, is uh, you know, just doing what they're told, grow, 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 grow. The big cultivation units, you know, I think the quality really was lacking in them. 
Yeah, that's what we talked about it uh, with somebody else is about uh, comparing the small grower versus the industrial one where that's, the plant will not produce as well that a smaller one. Your, your small growers put the little essence in it called love, which you're not going to get that in a commercial grow. It's just trim, go, get fast as we, we got to get this done, get it out of here and process it. Uh, you know, when you're you're a culture grower, and that's what I consider myself a culture grower, you get in, you get to know the plant. You know, you don't have to take a picture and say, oh, what do you think? Because everybody's first thing is, oh, it needs cow mag. That's not always necessarily the answer. Just because it tends to have brown spots, they tend to say, oh, yeah, you just, which not saying it doesn't, but if you know the plant, then you know it makes you kind of laugh when that first reaction comes out of their mouth when really it's an iron deficiency or a potassium deficiency. You know, there's different signs, but if you don't really get to know those plants, you're not going to see that. You know, you're just going to go with, oh, there's discolor and everybody says you need cow mag. <laughs> it's so funny. So, okay. So the plants are talking. So let's go back to... So you decide to have your license and what's next? Get some uh, seeds or how did you get it going? Because yeah, this was what, brand new to the legislation. Yeah. So fortunately I had seeds that I've had for, you know, over the years that I've had. So when I started, I actually had my own seeds, you know, granted some of them may have came from things I've, uh, acquired out on the street and was left in the bottom of the bag or whatever. But, you know, there was some that was, you didn't know what you was growing, but, you know, it was a start, you know, I knew it was all what it had come from. So I knew it was pretty good to start with. So when I first started, I, I, I knew that if you're going to indoor grow to me, a light is a very important thing to have in that. If you don't have light, you're gonna your plant's going to suffer a lot of ways. Um, you look at a plant. A plant is just like us when it comes to our bodies. Our body needs potassium. Our body needs calcium. Our body needs magnesium. It needs iron. Those are just like those plants. They require all that. That's they're they're a living being. So you know, how do you learn this? How do you learn to make the difference between what the needs of the plants is compared to what you know what the plants need, especially at the beginning? You're an expert. So now it's like you're I your plant call and you myself know. an expert. I just call myself, I spend a lot of time with my plants. And I mean, I'm not always. Well, that's right. called an expert in my book. Because yeah. You spend a lot of time with your plant. You become an expert at it. You know what I mean? So that, and, and at that's the beginning. what it takes. Um, you you look at your soils and and you okay. know, like um a lot of people, and, and it's funny in the past I had heard people that have mushrooms coming out of their soil, they'd freak out, go dump all their stuff. They had the best soil going, not realizing you, that's what you needed right there. When you got mushrooms growing, you, your soil's good. You know, it, so what it, kind it, of soil uh, did you start it with? You just went into the backyard and grab it, or did you went to the store no, and pick up a when specific I started, soil? When I started, I went all with bag soil. Um, okay. You know, you, you can get many kinds. I'm, 
I'm really fond of the uh, Fox Farm ocean soil. And the reason is I read up on it. It really helps any pH imbalances kind of naturally. Yep. Of course, it's oceanic and I, I like fish. Fish shit's probably one of my most favorite things I add to each and every one of my plants. I feel like what it does to the plant is just amazing. So I believe in like fish emotion, you know, emotions. I think that is a real good accent, you know, something to give your plants. Okay. There's a whole lot of nutrients in um, worm castings. I get worm castings from a uh, here here in Missouri. It, it's called worm poupon. They feed their worms. They have nutrients. You know, the worm, the their worm poop is actually got nutrients in it. You know, with that and good soil and aeration with your prairie light, you don't need to worry about a whole lot of nutrients because it's already naturally provided in there. Oh, that's great. So the first year you started and you got your license, so you start your own plants. Um, did you advertise so people know you were a caregiver or not, or you just mind your own business? No, it, you know, of course, that process takes a minute because um, you had to read up. And when the first started in the caregiving part of it, it was a lot more to the process. And now kind of getting to where I'm understanding how the whole process works, it's become a lot easier. I I'm, I mess things up, so I don't want to say this is how it, you know, nope, the law nope. is here yet, because I, 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 I know, but I don't know enough to be saying, yeah, that's 100% the truth. <laughs> no, but you just talked about, it's not much about what you know, it's about the journey you got there, because yeah. as a uh, somebody who wasn't a caregiver you become one you got to follow the rule and regulation which can be cumbersome confusing they're updating it all the time so we all make mistakes you cannot say we're perfect is you really got to get personal with the people you're taking care of because you really gotta learn what's what's really alien alien because some of the things that they're looking for for help is going to be more long term and some things you benefit more out of an edible than you do for say smoking or or vaping or however you know edibles tend to do more in like a joint like if you're 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 suffering from a lot of joint pain and stuff sleep or sleep that the desperate you know being sleep depression yeah yeah you take an edible you're going to feel that and that's going to relax more your body you're not going to get i think a lot of people they're just thinking they're going to get this giant enormous buzz and it's not like that it's really you, you are because you're starting to feel good so your enormous buzz is just that adrenaline from finally getting relief in your body to the exactly. move or you know okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. So how did you learn the edible? Because you jumped into the edible world. So um, at the beginning, were you aware of the edible or were we just doing oh, yeah. growing? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a dumb you question know. I asked right now. And I'm going to keep this one on record, actually, because you're from the 70s era. Mm-hmm. So edible was already there. <laughs> I I've been you know, back. <laughs> You know, back in in the day, and and when I yeah, I, I got married, I got married in like seventy eight, 
Yeah. And that was one of the things me and my husband would do, you know, back in that day, you'd go throw you a couple plants out in the woods somewhere. And then you just wouldn't go back till six months later and then it'd be done. And then you just chop your things. Well, then at that point, that's when I keep all those extra leaves and I cook it down. And that point I used a crock pot and butter. And somebody told me you'd put it in crock pot and butter and let it cook all weekend. You in a boil of howdy, did we ever have stuff? It was like brownies that finally didn't have chunks of greens and sticks. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it so, was really then I started making the uh, no chocolate chip cookies, and that was what everybody got to say, brain cookies. <laughs> nice. So you got so you started the cookies. So um so okay so fast forward now you know because you were already doing it so you know you're doing your baking you're doing your uh zucchini not zucchini bread but the banana breads you do all of this did you had when when you're doing those do you have to measure everything how do you do it because i have yes. no idea yeah you, i mean what you do is you pretty well you're going to follow a, a recipe for what it is if that recipe calls for a fourth a cup of shortening, well, yeah. you're going to just take a, a fourth a cup of oil. Now, remember, if it calls for shortening and you're dealing with oil, you're going to have to cut back on some moisture somewhere because of the oil. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you got to really kind of compensate. But you make it just easy. I do a lot of, see, I also have... I make RSO where I'll take, um, I've got a magic butter machine. I love it. You know, I take and I'll make tinnitures and the tinnitures are your grain alcohol. And then once I'll reduce that, you know, like when I get ready to use it, this is what I use in my gummies and I'll use it in different things, but it's just the RSO and you'll take, and I've got a just a pan I use that for that. And I'll dump that in there and it just slowly evaporate that and it'll turn into like molasses. It's like a molasses looking substance. Okay. And then you just dump like at the gummies. It's after you've already got it ready and you're right at the end. I dump it right at the end because you're really not wanting to heat. You know, you always want to do it on low heat. You want to keep it below 180 even when you're you're uh, evaporating, you know, 160 is my, I, yes, it takes a long time and you're going to get there and you're going to stir, but you'll find you won't kill as many of your terpenes and stuff out that way. What else do you cook? Oh, I make uh, banana bread, blueberry bread, brownies, cookies of any flavor, uh, snickerdoodles, black and white chocolate are my most favorite of mine. Um, I make just plain old uh, chocolate chip cookies. Kind of depends on my mood. I mean, there's a lot of times just when I'm cooking and if I'm feeling a little extra, not feeling so hot, I just dump a little oil in my food. Like if I make a salad, I like a, like a vinegar and oil yeah. type of scene. Yeah. I'll just do that. And then, you know, I might chop a few leaves if I had it in there and just eat my salad, nice. you know. And then about 45 minutes later, I said, yeah, I might need to go take a nap now. 
But so, I also infuse oil. And, yes. and when I do my oil, what I use is a coconut oil and sunflower oil. Okay. I use half and half. It, it kind of helps blend it a little better to where like when you're cooking, it don't just burn. Okay, because when you're trying to accomplish, yeah, a lot of that it kind, of, and it also makes it to where I mean, I've got one of the uh, gentlemen I take care of. He does. He likes just doing the oil drops. When he he works, he hauls furniture, and he gets to getting in a bad spot. He hauls that little jar of oil with him, and he'll just take a couple of droppers under his tongue, and he said he'll be a new man in about forty five minutes. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So. How long, how long you said uh, you have been uh, licensed? Licensed, I've been licensed since it was legalized in Missouri in three, I think it was four years ago, actually. Okay. It might've been three years ago. Got to remember I'm old and I forget <laughs> dates. And you know, that that's one of my downfalls, you know. I remember I'm a 1963 model, but I do have extended warranty. That's Even good. Though that warranty covers my mouth and my ass. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, you know, <laughs> it's I, covering your brain. I come in this oh, world yeah. naked, wet, and afraid. I figure I'll probably go out naked, wet, and afraid. So. <laughs> well, that's how we go. That's why. That's why we come. That's how we go. Unless people have a better idea, I don't think so. So. <laughs> think we answered that question before <laughs> has any question like that so um how did you get uh clients because uh you you are licensed and now how the word of mouth come came out for people to request your product or your help that that's it. most of it's from word of mouth that it'll come for of course in missouri you can only have so many caregivers but i have a lot of people that'll ask me you know, which way to go, what, what I feel like might help them, you know, help them the most. It, it's a lot of them. I don't know if they really understand how the whole cannabinoid system and things like that work, because if something's not working for you, then you've probably not got the right strength. You know, if, if, okay, you, good. You know, if you're smoking and getting paranoid, that's not for you because that's not what it does to you. You know, I mean, that's that's a sign that, that you're, there's something there. Yeah, you know so it's like everything else. It's like yeah. the test. If it doesn't suit you and it makes you, like you said, paranoid or anything like that, that's mean that string, don't use it. This is bad for you. It's like, uh, I think uh, I'm going to make a reference many years ago. We we're coming back from Maui. So that was over two decades ago. And we missed the plane. Don't miss the plane. We did. And the plane was didn't left ground. They just didn't want to get us in because I believe they gave us to somebody else. So we have to wait 24 hours to take the next plane, which was very frustrating, especially when you learn always carrying a set of extra clothing on a handbag right away. So that's what I do since then. But <coughs> when I came back, I I. Uh, we came back very early in the morning. I had some appointment I had to go to. So I drink coffee and do Sumatra. For two days, I did not sleep. Coffee, yeah. then I will not drink again. Same mm -hmm. thing here with the cannabis, different story. But if you turn paranoid, if you're not feeling good, that's mean the strength you're using is not for you. 
That's right. Sumatra, we're not going to do it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of people say, oh, I'll never. I said, well, then, you know, it wasn't you didn't have what was right for you. You you know, and that's what's real important. This person's going to get get to be a caregiver. They really need to get to know their people, you know, and, and kind of know exactly what they're, you know, some people, they think they want something. And then really, if they, they uh, achieve what they think they want, it scares them. And that's not really what, where they was meant to be. You know. So the question I have, because different string and there is millions of different strings going on around here. So how do you educate yourself? Because the education is one thing, making understand the patients. And I would say the general population, what, you know, when you get a bad trip, why? But the other thing too is how, as a caregiver, can you get the right education to bring it to your um, clients? Because your patients need some specific help, but how do you do that? You know, there's there's a lot of things that a lot of it's been through trial and error with my own self, knowing what. And I always start this out with somebody. Well, this works with me, but now that may not work for you. And usually I know if that doesn't work for them, then they needed the other. You know what I'm saying? It's usually like an opposite. So it's kind of like a little biggest thing is getting to know your people because like I said everybody's different mm -hmm. and their perception of when somebody tells you they're in pain well their yeah. perception of pain may not be nothing more than an itch on your back but yeah. that's not their perception of pain is that itch on their back you know where other people they tend to have excruciating pain and they want to convince you it's like an itch on their back yeah exactly you know, it's kind of a, a reverse psychology effect i want you know i read read a lot of i listen to a lot of videos i a lot of it's just through my own trial i've traveled a lot I've talked to a lot of people in my lifetime. I've gotten to know. I was very outgoing, very personal. I'm not so much now, but back in the day, I, I was like, just got to know everybody. And, you know, I was always happy, upbeat. It seemed like I was included in a lot of things. So, it was, you know, I, I lived a good life. I had a lot of fun in my life. <laughs> but I could talk about it's hard to believe in some of the stories I tell everybody thinks I'm lying but I laugh because I'm not it's like what no it really happened <laughs> that's awesome so you've been a caregiver for five years <laughs> um why choosing caregiver even though you had ADHD and you find a way for you to uh to be able to live with it via marijuana but why caregiver why why doing it? Because most people said, well, I have my growers license, so why am I just going to grow and sell it? And that will be just it. Why this extra step? It, it's my person. I'm that type of person. I'm, I'm a person. I nurture things. I feel a need to take care of things. So that's just my way of giving back because it's awful nice to have somebody reassure you that you might get some relief from something you have really hurt with or bothered with for a long time. And sometimes that getting to that step of relief. And it's like I said, it may not be one strain, just like myself. I smoke many strains throughout the day, but that's what it takes for me at the end of the day 
to achieve what I've achieved through the day is through the different strains I've combined it through the day. One may take me up a little bit more and the other one brings that anxiety level down or that that um, antsiness. Like I said, I still, I have trouble. They call me squirrel. Okay. I mean, my gosh, who gets named squirrel at the age of one? So that, and I've always been called squirrel. And that's my dad used to say, I swear to God, Lori, you're going to get in the middle of the street and you ain't never going to make up your mind. You're going to get smacked right in the middle of a Mack truck. I about to have a couple times. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> you're cultivating. So how many plants, because you're a cultivator, you have been down uh, doing it for years. How many plants, because you're cultivators, how many plants do you care at the t at time? Because you know we're talking about big productions that doesn't give the love. But for you, when you're cultivating the plants, what is the maximum you have uh, care and feel like after a certain number, it's like yeah, that is too much. I cannot give the love and the attention of every single plant. I um, most of the time I probably have eighteen plants, either transitioning or into flower or I like to kind of go in waves to where certain things certain things take longer you know that goes back to that process you're going to have some things that are they're going to flower six seven weeks they're going to be done you're going to have something that's going to take maybe 14 I mean you know it just takes a longer period for them to get done get ready Okay, so 18, about 18 plants is what, well, 18 to 20 plants and is that's basically if ideal. I'm fully with all my caregivers, and that's with myself and two patients to care for. And how Missouri law works for that is if you're a, a, a caregiver for a patient, basically what you're doing is you're requiring their cultivation license. So that means you're allowed six flower, six clones, six veg. So that means once you take on a care, uh, a care patient that just upped your six to 12. And then if you add on your third patient, that just ups your six to 18. Okay. So that's your max amount, but you can always have, you can have them, but they have to be in, in stages. Yes, they have to be in different stages. Well, wow, that's interesting. That's kind of a headache. <laughs> yeah. To start at the beginning, it must have been a headache to start all of this and say, okay, which stages am I and this and that. It's like, okay, it could be a challenge at time. Mm -hmm. So um, it's probably financially is probably the biggest hurdles are to get, you know, to get the stuff that really give you the ability to produce good quality stuff is very high priced. You know, it's like most, most average people that do this, they're on disability or they're low income or, you know, they, they're not, they don't have them high corporate jobs. They go, yeah, we can go spend $5,000 on a light setup. You know, everybody'd love to do that, but it's just not feasible for most home growers. So what do they do if they cannot? Because yes, I'm looking at some of the lights and I saw some of the pictures when you see those, those are specific lights. 
So yeah. if you don't have the money, what do you do? Or what what kind of uh, fixtures do you use? Because you know, do you use LED, what do you, you use? I'm going to tell you, there's many groups that people could get involved in. And there's lots and lots of people that are involved in these groups. And if they really wanted to get set up, you would have these groups that would come in and they would get them started and they would set them. You know, they would get them like no big gigantic, but they would get them a setup for them to start and to start creating and to help build for their dreams. So it's just a matter of, you know, when people set back, you also have to get out and you have to look because there, there are things out there. A lot of people by this point have took so much advantage of a lot of the people that did that. It takes time, you know? So when they see somebody genuinely struggling and, and really wanting to be successful, You've got a lot of people out there that would be willing to help get them started. And yeah, you don't, because sometimes you don't have to go start, you know, from the top. Sometimes it's just like life. We have to start at the bottom and just keep work. Well, okay, this is good to start with, but by gosh, I'm going to save up so I can get this because that's where I want to be. And then once you get that, then you figure out, oh, no, well, I'm going to save up some more so I can get this is what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, but for the people who cannot have those groups and can be cannot participate in those groups and know a little bit more, what kind of light? And I know the fans. So I just want to talk about the basics. I'm not going to say how to set up your own cultivation, but what kind of lights is used? Because we're talking, you know, you got LED right now, you got different kind of light. What is the, the plants likes the most? What I have used from the time I've started growing is a, a Mars Hydro 3000. Okay. And, I, and I, from start to finish, I just adjust the height of the light. And it, it to me, it, it, you know, there are a lot better lights out there. But for what it does for the price, it was feasible for somebody that had a lower budget and would allow them to be very successful in their growth. Well, yeah, because you get also the difference to grow outside and indoor, um, which mm. is makes a huge difference as well, because outside, it depends on the weather, actually, and yeah, where you, you live. But your, your outdoor plants will have a whole different uh, flair than the indoor plants. Of course, you know, you got Mother Nature outside. So, yes. of course, you're going to have a lot nicer, you know, nicer. That's what they were designed to do. So. But, you know, I see some pretty phenomenal growers that have made some amazing indoor grows. I just like, wow, you know, some of them are just amazing. They're out there. And, you know, the, the groups, it, it, the groups usually aren't that hard to get into. It's usually just a matter of hitting that button, join button, answering the simple questions and boom, then you just start interacting. Well, that sounds easy, but sometimes when you don't know uh, how to grow and you need somebody who has the expertise, you might not have the right question either, which yeah. makes it harder. My opinion, most people overthink everything, and I will go back to this. It's a weed. Here we go. You got to remember. It's I, a I weed. like the fact it's a weed. People it's remember weed. that. It's a weed. You start overthinking a weed. Yeah. 
I mean, you can make some fabulous looking weeds that can become deadly. Yes. You also can make some, you know, it's just, I, most people overthink it. It's like I said, best advice I can do is get your hands dirty, get in there and don't be, don't feel bad because you, you killed it or you made a mistake. You thrive to figure out, okay, what I do wrong? Maybe I overwatered it or maybe I didn't give it enough light. So next time let's, let's try this. Yes. So, and a lot of times if a grower's coming in and, and you must, uh, clones are readily available, which is basically a, a, a rooted start. So it's just like buying a tomato plant. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have a, you, when you go to go up there and you'll buy a tomato plant, you just got a rooted plant that you stick in the dirt. So, you know, there's a lot of options to help people that are, are struggling and, you know, and if people are wanting to talk and help them, then they're not talking to the right people. Okay. You know, they, they, I really believe that. I, there's nothing to hide. There's no science. Of course, the more you study, that goes back to the love of the plant. The more you study, the more you'll see. You know, you'll start learning that some soils are a lot better than other soils. Or some soils will help adjust things that may be wrong with your water or, you know, there, a lot of that's just on your own, you know, taking, taking the rain and going, um, I, I have trouble reading because I can't stay and concentrate long enough. I'm one of them. I'd start reading a paragraph. Well, then all of a sudden I'm worried about what I'm going to have for supper next Thursday. So like that has anything to do with what I'm doing. And all of a sudden I'm all in, in wine in that supper. I can't even tell you what I was reading. So that's why I do a lot of the listening. I'll listen to, um, what is that? Audibles. And, yeah, yeah. and see, I can do that and still piddle around and do my stuff. And I listen yep. out, you know, like plant nutrients, uh, you know, different, you know, it's all over. Just have to go in there and play. I hate to say it, just ask Google. <laughs> exactly. What's all I do too? I say, if I don't find it, I ask Google. So I Google that's a lot it. of stuff because that's how I found a lot of stuff. Right, but I just love it. Everybody. No, but you, you have an opinion, you know, on Google and you can pick it up and figure it out. There is some stuff and how yeah. to, how to. I'm like, okay, let's go and Google always it. Always remember, it's not always right. So, you know, I no. usually compile a bunch of information and then I just kind of suck out of each thing what I liked out of it. Yep. And then what course, I liked wasn't right, then I'll excavate it out and kind of suck something else back in and, and try that till it just kind of clicks. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes a lot you of know, sense. Another thing is I mock as much as the natural if we're getting a thunderstorm outside, I love to put the rainforest sounds or any thunderstorm on so that the plants inside having the same. You know, I, as they're in the veget state, I will heavy mist them at times and play the like it's raining. And, and you know, you, you want to mock is natural, natural environment, I believe, as much as possible. Oh, wow. I like that because, you know, it been there was some uh, scientific uh, research about that. Actually, when you're plant listening to music, it's all by it's all based on vibration and yeah. how a plant will flourish if you talk to them or listen to positive music and if it's negative then they will not grow they will die so 
it's nice to know that you nurture your plants so they give the best that they can give, which is nice. And you're nurturing them, actually. It's not a mass production, which is good. Yeah. No, I, that's great. I think, you know, when it comes for medical, I think that, that it is good to have cultured growers that really take the the time. And, the, and I think they find they have more satisfied patients. Well, like the, quality, said, the quality is different. The quality is higher because the plant produces at its best. The plant will give you the best than compared to a mass production where the human touch is not there. So the plant will not produce as much or will produce the minimum, but will not give its best. Mm. That's wonderful. So uh, you're producing air around, I'm assuming. Pardon me, I didn't. You're producing year round. That's mean you're planting, you're always uh, cultivating year round. Yeah. Yeah, I've always. You never go on vacation? Obligation. No, vacation. Vacation. I do have. The, you know, Dirty Head, what is it? Dirty Heads has a song out, Vacation. <laughs> That's my new. And then, you know, I have a backup to that. It's called When I Come Around. It's an old one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're always there for your plant and your patients, which is awesome. And you're, uh, are you expanding or you only keep it with two clients at a time, two patients? You, you can only legally have your two. Um... Oh, that's it. So that's limited. Thank you. I didn't know that. As I said, yeah. I am not a cultivator. I am yeah. not but a now medical see, My expert. understanding, they are going to change that. They're, they're fixing to redo that to where they have more cultured growers to cult that can um, like uh, keep the medical upscale medical part of it. Well, so, yeah, because I'm thinking if it's if as a cultivator and as a patient care, you can only have two patients. What happened to the rest of the people living in Missouri in pain or need assistance because you only can take care of two at a time, which very limited. We don't ask you have 10,000 at the door, but I would not be surprised if they do that. They will knock at your door. But I'm like, wow, that's very limiting uh, when it comes down to patients. And for the rest, so you, you need to have a lot of cultivators to help uh, just two patients at a time, which is like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Not much. No, then, like I said, they're fixing to do some changing to, like I said, Missouri is still basically new. They're still test driving a lot of options. You know, they haven't locked nothing in for like, this is it. It's everything has, you know, everything has options. So, and I can say it does seem like they seem to be really worried about the medical patient wanting them to get the highest quality um, I had heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but from out of, out of state facilities that was having trouble with things like white mold and they were selling that to the dispensaries and, wow. and causing problems. And, and like I said, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's true, you know, but I just, you hear things through the grapevine and if that's true, I would much rather have me a, a personal caregiver, just like what we're doing, at least I know. And if I got something, and a lot of times it's like something ain't working, I'll say, well, how about I just make you up some edibles or something? How about we do this? And 
I also have, I make uh, dabs and, and uh, I smash my own live resin. Okay, so question for you, uh, for the edibles, can you sell it to anyone or it always has to be for medical patients or can you sell it to anyone uh, that would like to have it's edibles? It's just for your patients. You're, I mean, you're, you're so it's all, it's only legally you don't sell anything and everything is basically based on a donation. So it's not like. So do you do donation? <laughs> I can do donations, yes. <laughs> I think everybody should be able to see, you know, where one of the glitches is everybody should be able to sample something to see if they like it. You well, know, well, yeah, because that, that makes it a little bit harder if let's say something doesn't work or you need to come to you to your place and just say, okay, can I try this and see how it works? Because buying something you don't know if it will work, not fair. That's it. And mm -hmm. a lot of them misguide. I say they judge, you know, they will take themselves. And like I said, and people that really don't know, they just take everybody. Well, if you take somebody that's an all day, every day smoker, they're going to require something a lot harder probably than somebody that's just here and there. Yep. So they can really mislead people into that. That's where I go into that paranoia part of it. To yeah. Where well, but no, you know what? It's good to hear it because not everybody understands that. I did not until today, actually. Uh, yeah. You know, some people who have a bad trip and it's like, okay, I turned me to paranoid. I will never do that because you got the wrong string. That doesn't exactly. mean that my one I wasn't that good. It means your body did not like what it got because I wasn't for your body. Now, mm -hmm. I say that. I will put the disclaimer and said, okay, people, it's not because you got a bad trip and you're going to go and say, oh, am I saying you can go and smoke everything around? That's not true. But it's an educational side of it that people don't know. That's it. You know, it, it, it's in anything. You know, it's like when you go to the doctor and they give you a new medicine and all of a sudden you start having headaches or, yeah. or anything. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a red flag. Either you're having an allergic reaction or there's no reason you should ever feel like you're dying or, you know, I kind of laugh at a lot of those memes and you'll see them where they've had those edibles. These edibles ain't nothing. And they'll be on out in the middle of a water or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, these edibles ain't nothing. It's snowing and they're out in the middle of the river or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be like, that's not really, you know, it's kind of sad because they're really kind of giving you a false betrayal. Some well, people it's, like that is it because they do too much, but Exactly. Or some instead of taking a half gummy, they took two of them because they said, ah, that's a two, that's small. So who cares? And then by the time they are done, they are, like you said, in the middle of the river or uh, middle of the road. We don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something. So it's yeah. ridiculous. But sometimes yes. with the clothes off, it's exactly. Awful. Oh, well, yeah. That was even better. <laughs> Here we go, bad rock for marijuana. Here we go, Iran naked in the middle of the highway. Great. Yeah. That's exactly what we don't want. But at least it's highlight. We're highlighting some of the aspects of the marijuana that people don't understand. And the fact that as a caregiver and only two patients, so I'm assuming other states have a limitation as well as patient when you become a caregiver. But I like your story because through experience, you've been able to help people. That's and that it. to me is, is a great way. Knowing I, the, yeah. Really build a relationship with the people I do take care of. So I know it's just like one, I, I can tell, like I said, he likes the oil. So I usually make sure he always has oil and, and he, he likes to have, 
a certain one of his breads at night before he goes to bed. So I always make sure he has that on hand. Um, there, you know, there's different things. You, you try to accommodate him. There's more to it than, well, here's your stuff. See you later. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what the assumption is, because if you go to, and I have nothing against the dispensary, but if you go to a dispensary, this is pretty much what you're going to get. They said, okay, you're buying, you have a nice day, but they probably don't have that extra touch than you do and attention that will make sure your patients are taken care of properly. Because again, this is again holistic. This is like taking a medication and you're going to see the doctor and there is some side effects and you're going to get some side effects and you need to know what works and doesn't work. Definitely. And you know, it's, there's a lot of herbs out there that really is more beneficial for your body than, um, I, I suffer from COPD and, and allergies and stuff real bad. And I started taking this mulet. It, mm-hmm. it's uh that's all it is is a herb and it is just it's been a blessing to me it's cleared my lungs up i just like roll through it so i take it religiously every day i used to just boil me a tea it really made a really nice you just take you know the old dried herbs and i would take um let's see what i put with it anyway i'd mix them and i'd just make like a little light tea and it was really good that's why i started taking it and then i started getting the capsules because i was about to tea myself out (laughs) (laughs) it didn't taste bad but you know you can only drink so much tea and i think by that point i'd had a couple gallons so i was plenty teed up so i thought i'll try the pills but you know and i can tell if I go and I don't take those and they're just like an herb, it's an herb, herb capsule. And I could tell if I miss a day, I can feel my chest start feeling, uh, you know, feeling heavy and stuff. So yeah. I'm a firm believer in them. I push them too. <laughs> well, the holistic, I think the holistic way, I'm a, I'm a pro holistic, sorry people, but my body likes holistic more than I the regular. Cause I, when I was younger, I took a lot of I don't know. I think we were an experiment, actually, <laughs> because I'm a child of the 60s, too. So. There you go. And uh, we were, I think, I believe we were an experiment. Oh, we yeah. We, I mean, look at the things. We had I wish I had a bunch cubes. of stuff. Jesus, kids with sugar cubes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, the, the, the most interesting part of it, we survived all of it. And you're, you're reading now, we went back a few years ago, and we're reading the contraindication of every single one of them, the side effects, I'm like, good Lord, we didn't have lost any neuron on those, but it was just like, we felt like an experiment. So chemically wise, we are good people, but I like the holistic approach, which is a smoother approach, but the marijuana has so much to heal. Um, like, because I talked to some, um, some of the people and they gave me the reason why did they start it? Why is the reason to go to the marijuana? Why the reason to planting it? Why the reason to, to really be involved with, it, with that plant? And it's all come down to, well, I had somebody who has Alzheimer's, I had somebody who had Parkinson's, I had somebody who had cancer. It all starts because of a illness, or most of them started because of a illness and exploring what holistic way they could approach uh, with that uh, healness. So that's what I like. It's the holistic ways as much better than uh, the chemical way because you don't have to deal Absolutely. with those horrifying side effects that sometimes we are being pushed to have. And it's like, I don't want this, but that's going to cure this, but I don't want the other one. 
<laughs> my mother, she went to, um, she had arthritis really bad and she had had surgery and they'd messed her hands up as she was having really bad time. And my sister found a holistic doctor in Vegas. So her and my mom fly out to Vegas to this doctor. And do you know, a year later, they cured her to where she never, whatever they'd done to her, she never had another, I never heard her complain again about her hands and and those things. But she went out there, they went out there for like two years Mm -hmm. and she came back and she's giving herself shots. And I'm like, Mom, what are you doing doing with those needles? (laughs) But whatever, you know, that, and she was a, they was a firm believer in that. That's what they said. And my sister had Lyme's disease and they was having all kinds of problems with her. Mm -hmm. And then they took her to that doc. That's how come she and her mom went to Vegas to that doctor and he did miracles on him. And as far as I know, she's not ever had any more problems. She gets out in the sun and she's pretty active. Well, that's why. Plus. And I think, yeah. you know, because the pharma and that's why we talked about the marijuana and I'm, uh, I've learned more in the past uh, five months uh, than I've learned in the past five decades about the marijuana. But at least education started to come out. That's why when I do my podcast, I like to know so people can be educated because I have recognized, I have said that on multiple of my podcasts, when you think about dispensary and marijuana, I think about pothead getting high. There is more to it because that plant is a holistic oh, plant. When, when, you know, I'll never forget, I was 13 years old the first time I smoked a joint with my cousin and he got it from a kid at school. Of course, he was like two or three years older than me. Yeah. And, We went, we smoked that. And I said, oh my God, my dad said, we're going to want to fly like a bird and jump off the top (laughs) of the barn if we smoke this. He said, oh, come on. So we smoked that. I can remember we sat in the woods all day, laughed. We had more fun that day. And I said, that was where the journey began. And it was all on this art link letter every morning i woke up here and don't smoke marijuana it will make you jump off the building and think you have wings dads don't let your daughters out there with them all there hippies i remember all that you remember art link letter Boy, oh, that was this is so funny. his daughter had done acid and that was what had happened. She had, was in college. And when they did acid, I guess she had jumped off uh, the building at the college. But that was acid. That wasn't pot. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but then oh, it all wow. turned into that. I, I'll never forget my dad saying that. <laughs> It'll make you jump off the barn. So hey, I waited all day to jump off the barn. I was going, man, I don't feel like I want to jump off a barn. I said, I want some of grandma's cooking. Let's go see what she got in there. Oh, and he never jumped off the barn. Never jumped off the barn, but we sure ate a lot of food. (laughs) Oh, this is so funny. I love it. No, but that was a a good talk we got today. It was very interesting because you opened some doors and understanding about um, the medical portion of it how to take care of your plants as well, because you need the love, you need the human touch. That's right. And that's something that uh, that is good. And that's what people need to understand. 
nothing about big productions, but it doesn't give you the same result of the quality of the plant. That's so, it. I love it. Well, thank you for uh, today for participating on the podcast. We're going to probably have you back for a second episode because I want to talk more about recipes and um, infused uh, butter oil or how to cook it uh, because I'm curious about that, the process to do it. And I since you've been doing it for you. many, many years, I want to know more about it. <laughs> oh, I can show you. It's really not as hard as you think. Everybody thinks everything's hard. Well, this one, I don't know, because it sounds a little bit complicated. It feels like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this and that? So, and Most people intimidate people because they're a fear factor of them being more successful, I think. That's where a lot of people's holdback is, is just that intimidation factor that's been put on to them. Mm-hmm. So that's me. I just believe it. You know, they don't like it. <laughs> No sweat on my bra. He didn't like me before. So what's the matter? If you like me now? So, you know, get your little self on down the road. We'll sit here and laugh and jump up off the barn after you're gone. <laughs> but no, I want to know a little bit more about that, that side of it too, because the cultivation is one thing, but uh, the infuse, because a lot of people are doing it. They do infuse wine, infuse whatever they want to infuse, everything they can infuse. But I'm curious to know more about about this and um, the cooking side of it because you're making uh, uh, bread as well. So it's very interesting to know, um, you know, how do you do that? How um, is it cooked a normal way? Is it cooked differently? So it's just, you know, how do you do that and add the oil or the butter or if there's any other way you're doing the cooking without the oil and the butter? So I'm curious to know, because I know a lot of people are talking about talking about the oil and the butter, but I'm like, and you'd always need to have that. Or can you cook just the leaf jerky in there and that gives the same result? Or what do we got? So See, I even make can of sugar too. I oh. infused, I infused some, uh, some good herb and I had vanilla yep. beans and I infused the vanilla beans in with the, that and I use that to add for placement of vanilla in my recipes. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about that, guys. So if you're on our next podcast with Laurie, it will be sometime next month, which should be uh, not that far long because we're at the end of the month here in July. And I guess we will have Laurie coming back and talk more about that. So thank you so much, Laurie, for sharing your story today. And that will be stay tuned because she's coming back for talking about the food part of it next time. Thanks, Emma. You have a good day. You too. Emma's Universe Podcast.